Welcome to the Making Laps Podcast. Oh, we're going? Yeah, we're going. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Good evening, everyone. And, or morning or whatever you're listening to. Yeah, whenever you're listening. I hate that. And on the line is our Florida connection, who is enjoying just as cold a weather as us, sucker. Ha ha. Phil Jakes. Where the hell do you find this? YouTube is a wonderful place. Good sometimes. lord. You need to see the video that's going on with this. This, um... My man go. has a picture of he's him a picture shirtless. of himself. And he's <laughs> singing into a mirror. You can see him on the right. There's like two of him. This guy should shoot himself. <laughs> He's got like 300. Please. Yeah, oh, let's stop this thing. That's enough. Do humanity a favor and shut that shit off. <laughs> We're still going here, folks. What What is <laughs> the, the dance awesome. he's doing? I don't know. It's just some. It's not even coordinated at all. He's just throwing arms and. It, he's just air stepping like the whole time. MC Hammer. Arms, yeah. Arm, arm throws and stepping the whole time. Yeah. It's like. Uh, your drunk white uncle at a wedding, just random movements with li- with re- <laughs> your exterior appendages. No, I don't know what's easy. going on there. <laughs> you good, Jess? No. That thing has like no stand. Move. He's got to weigh go. it down. There it's it's okay. a it's a mess. I'm better. All right, so <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna play that one on on our YouTube channel, but if they did or didn't, welcome to our YouTube There's no crowd. way the algorithm can catch that. That's terrible. I hope not. That's also Good terrible. Lord, no. Oh, you, you can't wait till next week's one. Next week is going to be the cherry on top. Yeah, this is our penultimate <laughs> This is our penultimate episode of the season. Yeah. Next week will be our last of the season uh, until we go on break until next year that'll, or whenever we're going to come back. That'll be the Making Laps of Podcast Award Show. Yep. 2021. And uh, you can. It's going to be a doozy. Again, welcome. It's going to be doozy. Yeah, it is. Welcome to our YouTube audience again uh, over at youtube.com slash Sid's View. We apologize for the uh, lateness or even missing videos. Sid's been having some computer issues and uh, programming issues and such. You know, stuff being in the shop and getting fixed up and having to uh, do other jobs and work and stuff. And it's just kind of uh, overlapping. So it's been a little bit trying. But uh, they it are. brings the computer in, in there for a simple tune up and it needs a friggin' engine removal. Yeah, right. Basically. Yeah. Is what happens. Always, so. There's always more to it than, yeah. yeah. But well, you'll have uh, this week's episode of the Speedbowl and everything coming out pretty soon, I, I would imagine. Yeah, we did film at Waterford this weekend for the remainder of the Fast Five uh, SK finale. And we did do a couple more races like trucks, minis, and uh, street stock opens and stuff. So that'll be coming out soon. Um, but we'll mention that later in the show. Uh, so yeah, hang in there, YouTube audience. I know it's the end of the year, but uh, we are kind of putting some of these out as well. Like last week's came out today as of record date Monday. You'll get them. It's just, sorry about that. You know, that's just, we're human beings. So anyway, we typically start the show off with personal updates. Now I am happy to report that my uh, illness that was last week 
and I had to soldier through that episode. If anybody listened to that one or sees it on YouTube, you'll see me kind of bend over and double over a few times, like passing out. Yeah, that was basically my entire week. Uh, it was pretty awful. Um, I had some, uh, apparently a doctor told me I had food poisoning, so I'm just going to go off of their opinion on this. And uh, it was the worst food poisoning I'd ever had in my life. It literally lasted the entire week. I took like four days off of work, and I had a day off. So it was like five days or six days I had this thing, so it was awful. Um, But we still put a show out for you, and uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't not do it. You know, I wanted to do the show, so... um, there you think that's bad. You're well. welcome. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I mean, it was... I hope not. I'm like, this is coming. It's happening. <laughs> That'll be next. Um, But yeah, I mean, we I actually skipped going to the Thompson Flea Market for the first time in... I don't remember how long. Uh, I had money set aside. I was all ready to go. And then like Saturday, I said, I don't really feel like going. I don't know why. I just didn't feel like it. And, uh, I heard it wasn't that great anyway. I don't know why, but I mean, I just didn't feel like it this year. I usually go and pick up odds and ends and tools and stuff. I just did not feel like going. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just save that money and buy tires next year. Hmm. I don't know. You know, some other stuff. I could always go to tires and fuel. I don't care. I don't really need a lot in parts and whatever I need, I probably can't find there. Unless I was really looking forward to building that chassis that's out in my yard, then I could probably pick up a lot of stuff, you know, but anyway, excuse me. Anyway, um, I don't really have any plans right now. Again, it's five more months to uh race date and four months until last minute panic. Yep. And that's so when we work on the race car. My personal updates as the year closes out is I think I'm going to get to work on uh, a hot rod project at my mom's house, my dad's old truck, and uh, see if I can't get that thing going a little bit instead of it sitting in pieces for the last 20 years. So uh, I'm just accumulating parts for that instead. So maybe Thanks. I'll maybe I'll take a bunch of videos and post them up on my YouTube channel that I've kind of put on pause since I've been sick and busy. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to film videos when you're only in the bathroom for a week. So I mean, you could film in there, but I don't think many people want to watch that. On that there's a different platform for that. Usually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen videos like that, and I was really hoping it was chocolate ice cream. I know I Why was wrong, you, but <laughs> I don't. Never mind. I don't want to know the answer. This is early, like early internet meme days. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> early, the early days of viral videos before social media. I've seen some things and some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. The Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah, sitting on a chili the, dog. The early sitting days on of a chili AOL. dog. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm so not interested in that. But anyway, um, so that's my personal updates. Anybody else got any updates? Phil actually lives in the home of the warm that races all year round, so he might have something going on. We're uh, we're going down this weekend to Punta Gorda at 417 Speedway with Scott Garrity with his brand new car. Um, it ran pretty good last time out. Just he drove it into the wall like a rookie. Old man hasn't driven in a while, so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't really have anything going on myself for racing right now. I'm actually nursing a herniated disc in my neck. So Ooh, how'd you oh, do that? I'm He's old. Working on the car like an idiot. Ah. 
He's got to be a hardo like me in bench press uh, transmission and stuff. Well, I mean, you would think it would be easy because it's an aluminum transmission, but... Yours are easy. Jesus, I'm doing Muncie's. Cast iron ones. Yeah, except I'm doing it from here. Yeah, me too. And I got about that much room. <laughs> me too. I can barely drag the thing up on my chest. <laughs> you got your fancy lift now. It's it's only like this much higher than normal jack stands now. They, they make transmission really, jacks at Harbor Freight. It's not that easy you know, now. Just, just, I'm, just, I'm only on those 14-inch racing anybody. jacks. I don't have actual jack stands anymore. Oh, the, the car solid the ones? The car won't sit... Yeah, the car won't sit on regular jack stands without it weebling all over the place, so I got a set of those. So it's a little lower than I'm used to, so I just kind of twisted the wrong way. Whatever. Nice. Getting old sucks. Mm. Fuse it. <laughs> Fuse it and get yeah, back under it. <laughs> I'll probably get in the car again in December sometime and practice and see how I feel before speed weeks. Yeah. So, Jesse, what about you? You got any updates at all? Have you turned communist yet? I'm already communist. I work at a communist company. It's not a meritocracy. It's all based... Advancement is not a reward-based, how hard you work, but it's based on seniority. Yeah. How long you work with the company. I have no emphasis to work any harder than I have to. Mm. I'm already at the limit anyway. Merry effing Christmas. Brown (laughs) Santa's here. Oh, dear. (laughs) Anyway. Mr. Santa Hanky? Is that what it is? Yeah, Mr. Santa. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas UPS driver, apparently. Yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't say that business name out loud. So when are you getting your 602? That's what we're asking here. Yeah, well, you know, when they come off of friggin', uh, uh, what is that? Uh, the assembly well, line. Well, they're having problems with them, so you kind of have to wait. Because everything I said was right, by the way, back in episode like four or whatever of the great crate debate where i said you know that you know guess what all those little tolerances mean something and you need a professional craftsman to do it not it's not some like not cheap well, underpaid labor and guess what they're having problems with the tolerances it seemed to have worked out just fine for passenger vehicles they have them on assembly lines yeah but they have a lot what- more tolerance than a freaking race motor does Mm. So do you, do you know what actually happened and why the tolerances were off? No, I don't. Really so they know. they changed the crankshaft. It's I think it's now a forged crankshaft instead of the cast crankshaft. It's a little heavier, but the journals were incorrectly machined, so it was leaving like a thousandth of an inch. Yeah, who is yeah. Char- who's in charge of that one? Carlos and Pablo really fucked up. <laughs> they moved production to America months ago, though. Oh, did they actually move it to America? Actually, they moved it like a year ago. <laughs> well, then it's we'll blame it on Common Core math. Yeah, we could do that. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's going to be it's not much different. I mean, it really isn't. The, the one thing I will say is that anyone affected by any of the blowups or issues that have happened, so is GM it. is honoring it and will basically just give you a new motor. Yay. Okay. That's great. So Once you lose your title because you blew up one race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. So now instead of it made by cheap uh, slave labor uh, force down under the border, so now it's going to be made by a bunch of communists in Detroit. 
<laughs> I don't know about Detroit because they don't have anything going on there. Or but. whatever. Wherever yeah, GM it, makes them in America, who cares? It's still terrible. It's probably in Kentucky or something. Everything I said was right, and the recall has happened now. Yeah, right. And now we have a tire shortage, and now we have an engine shortage. How American car manufacturer is that? We moved production here and a recall. <laughs> Damn it. Why am I so right all this? This is why I drink so much, okay? Because my brain is too big. This is why I quit drinking. This, my brain is too big, and I need to uh, get rid of A, the excess brain cells, and B, it makes you stupid, and ignorance is bliss. Boy, why don't you have pants on? Because I can't find underwear. <laughs> oh, boy. Check the clothes basket in your room. Please look. <laughs> You've got kids running around with no pants around here like it's a zoo. <laughs> oh, boy. Kid life. All right, so Jesse's gone to, to uh, steer the ship here a little bit. Uh, yeah, I got I to gotta quarterback this thing. He'll figure that out. Uh, so if I do sound a little bit strange, it's because I actually took some time to be domestic today and tried to clean and dust and vacuum and do all sorts of things with my house. And apparently I'm super allergic to dust. So I'm on a few Benadryls right now. And if I just pass out and fall asleep, it'll be really entertaining, I guess. You'll just hear a and I'll be down. So it's a pretty good sound effect right there. Oh, you just pound on your desk and it comes through the microphone. It sounds pretty good. So yeah, um, okay, I think I should probably wait for Jesse to get back. I should just kind of do some filler here because he's my sound guy. Um, I do want to send this out. I want to say a big congratulations on his retirement from a 48-year racing career to World of Outlaw legend Jack Hoddenschild. Uh, and I'm glad that he got to make it to retirement and have a chance at enjoying it because a lot of other guys that he raced with was not as lucky. Uh, and even up until today, the, some of those guys are dying out there. And that's a dangerous game they play. But uh, nice to see him get his you know career fulfilled. Uh, he is a Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductee in 2009. Uh, 300 total career wins. 72 on the World of Outlaws Tour. He's a three-time King's Royal winner. He won the 2003 Mopar Million at Eldora. Uh, he was a staple in the series forever. He left an indelible mark on the sport. So uh, congrats to Jack Hoddenschild on a really awesome career. I don't know how those guys drive those cars for so long. Do you ever watch videos of those guys racing them back in like the 70s? They're scary. They're like, right. No way. It's like, holy crap. I mean, they're super, like, chintzy looking and, like... Yeah, it looks like exhaust tubing. Yeah, and, like, these, the seats are garbage. The, they have no safety <laughs> equipment at all. They're just kind of flopping around and smashing yeah, their head on the ground and shit. Yeah, I thought they just themselves to the roll cage. Oh, my God. I, like, people must have been way tougher back in the day. It's like, how do you survive half of these things? But, no, Jack Shield, congrats like, on your like career. Like Jesse said, ignorance is bliss. It used to be. I swear to God, people were tougher back in the day because they just didn't know better. So, yep. yeah. yeah. I mean, how many career-ending injuries has Richard Petty ever had? All of them. A lot. <laughs> He's had so many. Should have been killed nine times over, I swear to God. Yeah. 
Hit Darlington wreck where he hit driver's side first and flipped should have killed him. I don't know how it didn't. Oh, the one where he's upside down hanging out the window? Yeah, and transmission fluid's pouring all over him. Yep. Yeah. That, that one. Gross. Yeah. Pocono, so, 19, 1980. Yeah, he broke his femur or something in he his broke ribs. Broke his damn femur in his ribs. Yeah. It's like 1988 Jesus. Daytona. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't die in that one. Then was it Brett Bodine or My somebody T boned him? Yeah. Good grief. All right, so since Jesse's here, we have to go into our second segment that we usually do. Yep. That was... <laughs> it is our DARF comment of the week. Got that one this time. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, nailed it yes. this time. We're, we're really awesome. Okay, so this week's our DARF comment of the week was found by Phil and sent to me. And uh, it is for uh, from, I should say, Twitter user Jacob Buckles. Great name. Uh, at jbuckles47 on Twitter if you'd like to find him. Uh, and my name is uh, 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 Jeremy Pants. <laughs> Steven Shoes. Just looking around the room <laughs> for name. P. Tia Griffin. God damn it. All right. So this his let's see. His comment was made on a Jeff Gluck tweet about Kyle Larson's right rear damage during the Phoenix race, if anybody had seen that. Uh, his, his comment was made in a debate with others about the damage, and here's what he said. And this is definitely one of our best all year long, I swear to God. Uh, he says, quote, Yeah, but it gives him a clear-cut advantage over the competition still because the fender was flared out a little bit in the rear after contact from behind flared the right rear fender out uh it says whether it was luck or not that's indirectly cheating i accidentally (laughs) cheated (laughs) you heard that right this is exactly why we have this segment this guy said in public that if incidental damage to a car helps improve aerodynamics it's cheating and they should have to fix it i want to know what aer- aer- what aeroscience uh, plant that he works out of? Does he work I for NASA? I followed this guy on purpose because he has such a string of bad takes. It's not even funny. Well, we could do a full season of DARF Awards on him. I'm glad we found him because this is the best one we've had probably ever. This guy um, is amazing. I'm sorry, kid, but no... Damage is damage, 90% plus, however much of the time. Damage is detrimental to a car's handling. There's only one time I can ever think of where damage actually helped the car. Daryl Waltrip? Close, Bobby Allison, 1983 Daytona 500. I always thought that was Daryl Waltrip for some reason. His crew chief was Gary Nelson. Makes sense. Who was definitely (laughs) a rules pusher and ended up being a tech inspector after he retired. He was the best kind of tech inspector. The one that could... uh, The one who knows all the the ways to break it. They'll say he never (laughs) did this on purpose because it's dangerous, and it really is. But I can't think to help out. I can't think, but, you know, it's a little too lucky. But when the rear bumper, when he gets tapped in the rear Daytona and the rear bumper fell off, the car took off like a shot. Yeah, he was untouchable for most of the rest the, of the race. It allowed all the it took weight off the back and got the spoiler up or out of the air, whatever the hell it was. But it allowed the air out from under the car. It stopped right. cupping the air. That's basically the main thing. Right. Forget the whole spoiler. So thing. It goes, oh, it's too dangerous. So when I, I don't know, I, I think it, I don't think he really. It was cared. a drag reduction it was a bunch technique. Of 
I think it's a bunch of baloney. I think he did it he's on purpose. T- yeah, there's a lot of secrets these guys will take to the grave, and that's he'll never admit it, but he'll say, yeah, we did it. But, uh, yeah, but... Or it happened. That's easy aerodynamic uh, uh, speculation. <laughs> this is just out of, out of left field. In the off case that maybe it bends the car the right way, it's not just considered luck. It's still cheating. What a dumb comment, seriously. You don't have the tools to measure what advantage it might give right offhand at the track, so you're suggesting that NASCAR black flags someone and makes them come fix it? Why not just come straight out and say you don't like Kyle Larson because this is a really long way to go around to say it. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this that guy is just incredible. That is the worst comment I've heard all year long. It's not the worst comment I've ever heard, ever, but it is the best Darf comment of the week we've gotten this year so far. Uh, so congrats, Mr. Buckles, if that's your real name. Sounds like a cartoon character. You've won our Darf comment of the week. You've won nothing but our disdain for being one of the dumbest people we've ever had on this sh- uh, segment and this show. <laughs> yes. Uh I mean unbelievable. I mean seriously, it is it's such a bad such a bad take. That's probably the worst. I mean I mean I, I don't know where they where they get their uh, um where they get their engineering degree from, but that's like they're talking about it on the uh broadcast saying oh yeah you know this is gonna help him and what's that no nothing okay they said oh yeah it's gonna help him because it's gonna give him a little more right rear side force or something like that and it's gonna help him get off the corners and this that and the other thing and denny hamlin called it a parachute and he could have been right as well who knows um but (laughs) to call it cheating because he got hit by someone i'm sorry but the lap times are are uh (laughs) say for themselves and he was not the fastest car that race so no (laughs) black and white clear as crystal you get nothing you lose good day sir thank you all right greatest movies ever (laughs) you lose good day sir all right so we'll move it on to this the Whalen Modified Tour schedule, quote-unquote, was released with about 20% of the dates still not announced. Uh, we got a couple hints that uh, two of the dates are going to take place somewhere off the regular fans' radar. Uh, still pending approval, apparently, by the town or something. That's what we were told. Uh, but we'll see what happens there, obviously. Uh, we're not going to speculate because there's way too much into this and we don't know anything. And they're still ironing it out, so... Um, and people living under a rock keep asking, where's Stafford? Well, uh, if you listen to our show, we told you that weeks ago they weren't going to have a date. And if they were going to have a date, they would have announced it by now. Thompson announced theirs. Everyone else yeah. has announced theirs. And they don't need town approval to run a race because they run three or four a year. You Who, know? Stafford? Yeah. Stafford, uh, the Roots own Stafford. Basically, like The yeah. town, basically. They basically own Stafford. Yeah, um, let's be real here. That's fine. That's <laughs> which okay. I hope they do. <laughs> Stop which development. Is, which is fine. Yeah. I like that. That's great. Which is totally cool. Racingville, USA. Right, I like it. Cool. But again, we told you this weeks ago, people. Uh, and I feel like the release of the schedule now, even though it's unfinished, coincides with the backlash 
received because of them going up against Stafford for their opener at Langley. So I'm sure they wanted to show the dates they picked. By the way, yes, we know that the NASCAR Whale and Modified Tour opener at Langley is the same weekend as the Spring Sizzler at Stafford, but Saturday instead of Sunday, which is where we think that their open Modified Tour race is going to be on Sunday at Stafford and Langley is going to be a Saturday. But in what way does that matter? You're still asking teams to decide between races because only the most insane would make the trip. I mean, let's be real. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. No one's going to be doing the red eye from Langley to Stafford. Or it would be whatever. It would be a or race. vice versa or whatever. It's probably going to be a night race at Langley, and they're probably if if they even have time to load up and get out of there by midnight. Uh, they would have to haul all the way up from Virginia to Connecticut overnight, probably not sleep, sit in the parking lot at Stafford and maybe catch a few hours of Z's and get in there no. with a car they've just raced. Uh, considering it's even in one piece, would you do that? I mean... No, sir. That'd yeah. be ambitious. And what if they don't have practice Sunday? What if everything is like practice qualifying and then they do it on Sunday or is it a single day thing? Don't even know yet. So that's hard to, to gauge. They're, they'd have to have all that information ahead of time to really gauge whether they would do it or not. Um, again, I, I honestly can't help but wonder how many of the tour teams from Connecticut are going to look at the purse for the mod tour race and the travel costs and go, we're going to go race Stafford. Yeah, they can always pick up on the tour later and just not care about the title because a lot of these guys can't win the title because you need to be a Justin Bonsignor or a Doug Kobe or... That's about I, it. That's I, about I honestly it now. wouldn't even be surprised if <laughs> Doug Kobe doesn't go down there. I think Doug will stay at Stafford. He very well could. I don't know anything about what these guys are up to. Yeah, why Yeah, why spend more and win less? It's difficult. You know? <laughs> to, to, uh, to travel that far distance, spend more money, and win less money. Yeah. I mean, I can't I, wait to see what no. a joke the tour, the tour purse for the new Smyrna race is. Oh, I can't wait. Um, but again, I want someone on one of these teams to message me via any of our multiple social media platforms that I mentioned on this show and tell me that you want to drive from Virginia all night, spend all day working on the car, load it up, come to Connecticut. Seriously, that's a ridiculous haul. Probably sleep in the parking lot and do it all over again the next day on, like, no sleep. Like... What we've got here is failure to communicate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, not good it's not good it's at all it's not good you know it really isn't i swear to god and i'm just kind of rustling paper but you know bear with me here but it's uh it's sad it really is again you really can't look at me with a straight face and say that nascar didn't do that on purpose if you listen to last week's show we give you a really good idea of where our mindset is with that and why we think it's on purpose I can't help but wonder, too, and this probably is going to sound crazy, but does NASCAR see what the smart modified tour is doing right now and go, oh, we need to get into the, the South again? Uh, I mean, here's the thing about Southern Tour modified racing. It's always been in the shadow of Northern modified tour racing, and it always will be. I'm, that's just the truth. I, I don't know if it's just the lack of technology. I don't. I wouldn't say it's talent no. level. I don't think it's a lack of technology or talent. I think it's a lack of popularity. You're talking about the South, the Virginias, the Carolinas. Yeah, that but, is late model stock country. 
every every time I see the southern modified guys come up north, they just can't hang. They absolutely but the, can't. The no, when the northern guys go down south, they, I mean, they're really fast. They're competitive, running up front. Yeah. And I, I just don't understand why there's that. Why don't we ask Stephen Massey about the Southern Modified Tour? I honestly don't even know what he's done on that tour. Oh, you don't remember Thompson a few uh, about uh, when they had the double show South and North Tour at uh, Thompson and they screwed him out of a win? I don't remember that. I do. Oh, that Jesse, was embarrassing. I saw Jesse smirk at that one. <laughs> I, I remember when the, <laughs> South, the South Tour was a combo event. I don't remember the specifics of that. Uh, Stephen, that Ma- Stephen Massey was going to win and the officials screwed him out of it. So they wanted to make the South, you know, give the South guys a reason to, you know, make this a, a strong event. Like they absolutely, it would be more politically correct if a Southern guy won a Northern tour race. There's no question. They so. screwed him. Ask your parents. There's something um, <laughs> schooly around here. No, seriously. It was, bad. I don't know. I've just, I've never thought the South guys could hang with the North guys. And it just no. always seemed weird. I no. never heard no. the grandstands no. boo that loudly at Thompson than I did that night. Never. It was bad. Yeah, no, it, it it was bad. He he got robbed. Stephen Massey's a really good race car driver. Yeah, miss seeing him around. Yes. He should join our iRacing league. Which, by the way, if you'd like to join our iRacing league, send us an in, or send us a uh, resume. I guess. <laughs> what? Just send a direct uh, message uh, yeah. to the Facebook page, and we'll. Well, you can't be a complete turd or schlub. You know what I mean? Or a hole. If yeah, a hole. If you are, if you're any of the above, we'll just completely ban you. But we run on Thursday nights because I'm a complete turd. Well, yeah, but you're not an a hole, so that's why you. I don't drive like an a hole there. No, no. Okay, you can be a turd, just not a hole. You can be a turd because I'm a turd. I'm the worst eye racing driver out there, bar none. No, but that's okay. You know what I mean? That's Sid's never tried, but he's you know. Sid's just... pointing at himself, but I've seen I've seen Ryan Waterman on iRacing, and that is scary bad. He's bad. He's probably probably because he drives probably like me, which is seat of the pants. He can't, you know, I can't do it because like, I can't feel what's going on. So here. he's probably <laughs> he's probably the same way. Seat of the pants is like what what the heck is this thing? Yeah, yeah I stink on iRacing well, for that reason. I got no feel. I, I can't. I drive with my butt. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it just by vision. Yeah. So, yeah, we just go and... Some uh, drivers can drive, when they drive with their hands, they could be really successful on and off. Look, Ken Cassidy Jr., he's a really good iRacer. He is, and yeah. We should get Kenny in our league. Great. Yeah, he can come he's and grease us. a great us. driver off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He can be one of the many that greases me every week. Yeah, because he, uh, he can drive with his hands. He, right. He, you know, not just his butt, so... This is a talented mofo. Yeah, so if you're interested in joining that up for the off season, we race Thursday and uh, Sunday nights. And you can search the group on Facebook, I guess, or just DM us and we'll add you. So if you're bored, come along and you know play and do whatever you want to do. So street figured, stocks and late models. I figured I'd throw that out there. Uh, it looks like Sid's wearing a watch, but he's not. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there it is. Oh, man. All right. So it's broken. No, it's in pieces. It's just so he can remember oh, it's where in pieces. it goes. Oh, the shame. Oh, it's a template to remember where it goes? Okay. Yes. Uh, oh, so shame. speaking of media, we we saw that the ACT signed a deal with Speed 51 and Racing America, which is, I think, what Speed 51 is turning into, for 2022 for events, except at Thunder Road, because Thunder Road's under flow racing contract. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying the full ACT schedule is going to be broadcast on Speed 51, which is going to be cool. That's uh, awesome. Full schedule to be released around Thanksgiving, so I figured I'd put that out there and uh, let everyone know that that's going to happen. And then, you know what? I think you're going to see a very big shift very quickly. A lot of local series, a lot of local tracks are going to start moving to streaming contracts uh, pr- because I think again everything is going to be digital so people you know need to supplement the lost uh tickets with i mean it's just so much easier to just go into your office or watch it on your you know cast it on your tv or your computer or whatever and stay home than it is to because people are lazy you know we all are like it's such a difficult ride for me to go to stafford that i'll just spend the hundred and whatever 30 bucks or something for a flow racing contract or you know subscription so that i can watch and they're uh, company benefits Stafford fi- uh, financially, and that's good. It, everyone's mutually benefited here, and I mean that's well, fine. So for me, I can watch Thompson, I can watch Stafford, I can watch Thunder Road, I can watch all the northern stuff that I love to watch when I lived there from Florida, and I can do it while I'm sitting at a racetrack in Florida. So yeah. I, I really like it for that, on top of the fact that I can send links to my family when I race. Right, which is nice. Like, I noticed um, Speed 51 has, I think it's uh, pay-per-view, though, but they have all the Thompson races this year, or had all the Thompson races this year on pay-per-view, and the pay-per-view cost as much as a ticket did. So it's not like you're paying for a full year. You're just paying as, you know, as necessary. But it's really convenient for people who probably can't make it, but they can watch that night. You know what I mean? Or people right. who just don't want to go to the racetrack, but still want to watch the races. Whatever the case may be, whatever it is, they the, just the only gripe yeah. I have with Speed Fifty One though is I think if you want a pay per view to watch an event, you should. It shouldn't matter if you have a subscription or not. That's the tough part. Because if you only watch one event a month, well, you're adding another ten dollars to what you're already paying for your pay per view. So if Speed 51 did what um, Flow Racing does and just made it a bigger price, like say they made it from 60 bucks to like 100 bucks a year, but you got those events that are considered pay-per-view events, I'd probably do it because then I'd be able to watch them. I don't want to pay for pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Yeah, Uh, I have very few that I'll actually pay for. Snowball Derby is one of them, but I'll probably be there this year. So, Oh, you're actually going to go. Yeah, I think we're going to go up. We're going to probably take the Super and the Pro late. Brad going? Uh, I think Brad's skipping this year. Who's going with the Super? Uh, the 67 of uh, Colin Allman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I figured, I've heard the name before, but I wasn't sure who's going. That's a tough race. I don't know. I'd love to know if there's a, a entry list. And when is the Snowball Derby this year? It's got to be coming up soon. Yeah, it's in December sometime. It's not far off. Hmm. So, all right, I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. That's probably going to be on pay-per-view as well. I probably won't. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I probably won't buy it. <laughs> I would love to see it, but I don't want to pay for it. That's the thing. Um, it's cheaper than a plane ticket, though. Anyway. So. I wish that track was, like, right in my backyard because I would never leave that place. Oh, Pensacola? How far is that from you? Six, six and a half hours. Yikes. <laughs> That's a trip. To drive from Key West to the very tip of uh, Florida up in the Panhandle is like 12 hours. I could make it all the way up to freaking Richmond from here. Yeah, that's a haul. 
See, I'm used you, you to. You don't really think about how big Florida really is until you think of that. I'm just so used to being in New England, where all the states are really small, and I can cover three, four states in a day and still be home. You know, it, it, <laughs> I can I can drive an out an hour from Ocala to get to Ocala. Yeah, like <laughs> everything here is so spread out. It's crazy. All right, so I. I'm going to go into, I think this is going to be, I have so many notes this week, people. So, so many notes. Well, good. We're already 45 minutes in. Are we really? Oh, Christ. This is the most notes no, I've ever not. taken, we're 35 people. minutes in. Oh, whatever. But that's still oh, okay. a long way. <laughs> so, I literally typed up eight pages of hey. notes. Usually it's like four, three. Hey, we're, we don't have to fit a time slot, you know? That's, so that's, that's that's the great thing about this is that we can endlessly get get in whatever we want to drivel on about. Yeah, we could pontificate and have all kinds of verbal diarrhea. doesn't matter. Speaking of verbal diarrhea. People love us. Speaking of verbal diarrhea is the much... Uh, what's, the be- what's a kind of negative word that's not incredibly negative? I'm trying to think here. Maligned? Yeah, something eh. like that segment of me ranting about stuff so yeah. i'll go into that right the now. rant yeah do you have a song for the rant we should do a song for the rant yeah, i think let me let me just cue this up for a that's the best we can do huh well i guess we'll go with it that's the best right that's it that's i don't have anything else queued up right now and that's it uh this is gonna get us pulled off of youtube all right, so here's my rant section for today. Are we going to let this play as I speak? I, I would hope so. Well, it's got to be a little quieter so they can hear me, but... How's that? All Hold right. on, can I just chime in real quick? <laughs> yes, please. That's the music for your rants of the week? We didn't have <laughs> We didn't have anything better. I the dating game in the 70s. We didn't have anything better. <laughs> yeah. We searched... Far and wide, we had nothing. I mean, oh, this is. You guys are original. Okay, as you were. See you later. <laughs> Enjoy Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Uh... <laughs> I guess we'll just shut it off again. <laughs> Put on some Pantera or something. No, I guess I'll just do the rant. This okay. This is going well already. Um, okay, so no, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, all right. It's probably going to go downhill from here with this rant anyway. It never this, went uphill. No, this is already, no, I mean, subject matter wise. Let's bury, let's bury this thing. All right. So, Jalopnik and other motoring media outlets, I put all that in air quotes, have joined the call for <laughs> NASCAR to end their business agreement with Barstool Sports after again. Bu- yes. After a Business Insider article about founder Dave Portnoy's alleged sexual crimes about Ugh. women. Does this sound familiar? Like we just mentioned this type of thing around Liberty University a few weeks ago and haven't heard anything about it since? Well, uh, anyway, the reporter Julia Black states that she worked about for eight months on the article and interviewed numerous women who stated that they had, quote, frightening sexual encounters that left them scared, depressed, or even suicidal with Mr. Portnoy. Uh, These accusers stated that there were sexual experiences that became humiliating or painful and that they were filmed during these acts, etc. of the sort. Again, these types of allegations are serious and the types of crimes involved are not to be taken lightly. But the public needs to stop believing that this is how society conducts its business. Okay. Again, 
Need I have to remind people that the media is genuinely a revenue generation machine, not necessarily an entity based solely on truthful reporting and information to the public. Okay? Think about this. I couldn't even access the article in question because it was behind a paywall, so I couldn't even read it. I had to go and find snippets of it screen captured and on Twitter. Uh, I don't know what to believe right off the bat, honestly, because another article stated that the police spokesman in question said he had not been interviewed as reported in the article. Uh, However, as with the Liberty University thing that we'd mentioned, because, again, all this ties into sponsorship of NASCAR and business dealings with NASCAR. That's why we're bringing it up. But you do not rush to judgment at all. You do not form an opinion without fact. You do not, and an article is not, technically fact you know uh you do not ruin someone's life or business brand or brand or whatever based on allegations i do not care what your opinion of the business or person is it could be anyone this is a blanket statement once the actual justice system and if you whine about how flawed it is i dare you to go to any other country and break the law and see how you're treated because it's a lot worse okay um it's like the healthcare system. Everyone whines about it, but nobody wants to get medical care in Bulgaria or something. You know what I mean? You don't, let's not go there. Um, so, uh, once the judicial system has run its course and made its judgment, then you can decide your course of action. As normal, I will offer my usual cliche judge not lest ye be judged. Cliche. Uh, consider if you were involved in scandal, would you prefer everyone to snap to judgment based on allegations or wait for facts? I make the best decisions off of snap judgments. Please stop allowing people no, I haven't. who control the media in any form to program you to believe that these are the types of snap judgments that are acceptable in any way to live in a civilized society. Only those who are unintelligent and uncivilized make these types of judgments. So please, people, as soon as an article comes out, don't just rush to judgment and say, they need to pull their business dealings with NASCAR. They need to stop. You know, oh, they need to stop. Because have you heard anything about Liberty University since the article came out? Nope. No, me neither. No. But everybody's, oh, my God, cancel them because the article said they did this, so it must be true. Not just now, the article. Not the article. No one reads the articles. The headline said cancel. Yes, the headline. Now, the headline. I actually, and the caption below it. I actually went and looked at what Barstool Sports was doing for this, and they said that uh, they'd invited the people... Uh, who own Business Insider and the people who wrote the article on, they invited them to come on the Dave Portnoy show and they said, look, you can bring anybody you want. We'll make it as comfortable as possible and we'll talk about it live on the air in front of everybody. And they said, nope, we're not doing that. We're letting the article speak for itself. Well, I mean, and I've also seen they are a competitor. Right. But I've also (laughs) seen other people who were writers of or for Business Insider come out and say, yeah, I got fired because I refused to write a hit piece on someone. Mm-hmm. Like, they came out and said it. So it's like, well, who do you believe? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't believe people who have, you know, come out, come forward and to report their sexual abuse or anything. That's not the case at all. Because if you, if you have been, then I really feel bad, and it sucks, and it's not cool, and you should get your justice that you, you know, that you should and deserve to get. But, again, I can't make a judgment on anything based solely on accusation. I can't. I have to base everything on fact. 
right? Everything should be taken seriously. And then once after the ship falls, after the ships fall and the dust has settled, uh, I would have to say, well, why would you write a smear piece on on it? Well, well, uh, number one, they're a direct competitor. So you always number one, uh, yeah. Follow the money. Barstool and, Sports and w- is actually quite a big media outlet now. They've, Barstool Sports yeah, is huge. They're huge now. They're huge, and I think he's pissed off some other people other than uh, sexual abuse allegations. Usually, that's uh, number one is to label them racist. Number two is to label them sexist or homophobic or whatever. And if you Google Barstool Sports controversy, you'll see that he's been accused of. Uh, uh, let's see, number one, 2019, some uh, reposting one of her videos without permission, some comedian so what? using racist language or, um, uh, let's see. Sexual uh, stuff, racist stuff, uh, unapologetic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is that? Toxic masculinity. Oh, that's a good Toxic buzzword. masculinity. That's usually one of the big. Uh, that's a good buzzword. A culture of hate. Yep. You feel like Dave Portnoy is Bullying. the Conor McGregor of sports media. Yes. Yeah, right? Dave, he's, he's got that arrogance to him that everybody hates. Right, but there's a lot of like... yeah, But, but he's good at what he does. But the media likes a lot of Conor M- uh, McGregor. They don't seem to like Mr. Portnoy. He seems to have stepped on... To- yeah, here we go. Another racism one. Another racist one. You know, so I just think he kind of pissed <laughs> somebody off and they're trying to get rid of him. Hey, a how whole bunch how of come nobody ones. talks about the unbiased discussion that he had face to face with Trump? Has anybody watched that? That no. was I. I only caught snippets of it, and it was actually really good. It was an excellent interview. Yeah. Oh, oh, did he, he? Did he? Dave interviewed Trump. Yeah, Dave himself. Oh, and it was not a smear camp. Oh, well, he's dead. no. It wasn't. Oh, a smear camp. Him. It was an actual interview. Yeah. Oh, it was like a genuinely honest interview. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's dead. The media is going to definitely yeah, kill they'll him try for to that. kill him for that. He, he's yep. he's yeah uh, persona non grata now. That's and that's he the wasn't at, he wasn't lobbing softballs either. I mean, he was asking some good questions that were bipartisan questions. And I don't. Everybody just shit down his throat over it. Yeah. How dare he? Yeah. How dare he not totally? How line. dare he be fair and unbiased? I like his. I like Jeff Port. I like his brother Jeff though. I didn't uh, even know he had a brother. He's got a brother Jeff. He makes movies. He's a comedian. Here's a trailer to his movie. <laughs> Jeff Portnoy from, uh, oh, from, <laughs> that's from, uh, oh, what the Tropic. hell? Tropic Thunder, yeah. You're just mad because I'm skinny. Yeah, he's one of the lead actors in Tropic Thunder. Oh, God. Jeff Portnoy. And Jeff Portnoy. And Jeff Portnoy. The fatties. The fatties. In some countries... <laughs> it's considered a compliment. Let him lose. Yeah. That's his brother, Jeff. I don't think it's actually. I think that's. Well, no. We'll, we'll no. Move on. It's, it's always okay. a. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought I had another rant lined up, but apparently I'd written that for next week. So, um, yeah, that's for next week. Okay, good. I thought I was. I was over here freaking out like. 
I totally freaking screwed up and like deleted half of my rant, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but no, that's pretty much it for that rant. Um, but seriously, like I said, when Dave comes out and says, hey, I'm willing to talk to you people face to face in an open forum, and they deny him that, it's like you can't honestly tell me that wasn't a hit piece. I can't. I can't take media outlets like that seriously anyway like i don't honestly and, i don't listen to any media i don't care what they say well i especially won't especially not a jalopnik one because if you, especially oh, under the freaking worst under the, the worst. under the under their gawker umbrella if you remember a certain uh terry jean balea professionally known as hulk hogan mm-hmm. he sued gawker and the whole gawker website for who owns uh, who owns Jalopnik and all those people? Yeah, too. yeah, all those all those ones. Yeah. They don't own Business Insider, but Business Insider is really well known for writing hit pieces as yeah, well. So of course, yeah, they they uh, published like a sex tape or whatever with Hulk Hogan giving it to Heather Clam. I mean Clem uh, Ooh, at the no at, at the time the wife of a radio personality, uh, Florida's own Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> didn't give her didn't what a give, name. Didn't, no love sponge there. She was looking elsewhere, I guess. He so. he owns uh, Bubba Raceway Park right up the street from me here, and uh, yeah. he's a character. Yeah, yeah, he certainly is. I like the show. I used to listen to Bubba Love Sponge all the time. Actually, he was on serious. I, mean, I still that. listen pretty, to it. He's, he's a pretty just... funny, dude. Pretty funny. So, I but mean, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, just finish uh, that up. But anyway, long story short, uh, Hulk Hogan got like. Well, he settled for like thirty-five million, but he he the jury want, awarded him like a hundred and thirty-five million in punitive damages of slander and whatnot. And yeah, he destroyed Gawker like he owned them afterwards. Yeah, they went Chapter Eleven and whatnot, <laughs> and now they're owned by like Univision or some garbage. So, I mean, again, I'm not like yeah. I'm not like militantly defending Barstool Sports. They can stand on their own two feet. I don't care. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just another media outlet to me, but. What I really want is patience and the truth. That's all I'm interested in. I don't want to hear snap judgments. I don't want to hear NASCAR needs to do something about this right now. No, they freaking don't have to do anything. I don't anything. want to see supermarket aisle uh, articles of, uh, what is that, like National Enquirer type journalism, if you call Quote it. unquote. Yeah. I can fart better journalism than that. That is just bad. Oh yeah. Oh, we spent eight months on it. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. I buy those magazines like if I need something to fill a box when I'm shipping something. Well, guess what? They sure as hell uh, got a bunch of people to pay for that article. Yeah. That's for sure. Sensationalist. It is. Yeah, it's All of it is nothing more than sensational. Again, if I can't read the article because it's behind a paywall, what's your real? Um, if I mean, what's your real prerogative here? So. Lame. If it's that important, and let's be fair, again, these accusations are nothing less than serious. Why would you hide it behind a paywall? Like, if it's that important, it's you're that important find it on other sites. If it's too. that important, I should be allowed to read it. You know what I mean? And I went to the source. I didn't go to like ABC News or anything like that. I went directly to Business Insider and said, "Okay, show me it," and they wouldn't let me see it. So I'm Does like, "That mean we're gonna get like money and stuff?" That's what they're looking for. So, whatever. <laughs> I'm not interested. So, again, um, Dave Portnoy is also very, very able to um, defend himself. He's a very outlandish character. And, and get can, women without sexually harassing him. Yeah, he doesn't need to. Naked? 
problem. Yeah, he doesn't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, he sure. doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't need to do that. Or or do weird stuff to him. And if the, he says, uh, the the article says, oh, they filmed him or he filmed them or something. It's like, okay, well, subpoena the, the guy for the tapes. You know what I mean? Yeah, Go exactly. after him for the tapes. Like, get a search warrant. <laughs> like, Why does everybody want to see my schlong? Doug, go after him. But that hasn't happened. So, all right, moving on. Again, wait a week and see if you hear about it again. We're going to meet this chick with really big hooters. <laughs> Sweet. All right, so a very... We never scored and we never got any money. So, <laughs> so a very quick... I wrote this really quick, okay? A very fast aside. I saw a couple people lately ask why do we have a prayer during opening ceremonies at races and uh those people don't seem to be very interested in it and that's fine i mean i get it uh people can have their own religious views in this country it's one of the biggest reasons this country was even founded you know persecution of religion back in what other countries and that's why people came here and founded this one so um <laughs> great this completely this just it cheapens the argument so much. I was hoping for another rant. Yes. I mean, I get rant, it. Rant, 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 again. rant, 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 Okay, so I, again, oh. I I hold Christian beliefs, but I wouldn't say I'm really devout. But kill this thing, for God's <laughs> yes, sakes. Sir. Yes, sir. I get it. People can have their own religious views. It's one of the country stuff. Okay, I hold Christian beliefs, but I wouldn't say I'm really a devout person that much. I mean, I don't go to church every Sunday or anything like that. But being a racer, sitting in line in the dark, strapped into a steel box with a bomb behind me, surrounded by crazy people ready to go risk my life for 20 minutes of fun because I do enjoy it, uh, there's something comforting about seeing a silhouette walk towards me in a purple shirt, reach a handout in offer of prayer, because I'm going to take it every time. Regardless of if you believe or not, you take any chance at making your journey a safer one. Uh... You know, to each their own, but personally, I like having prayer before the race. That's just a quick aside I wanted to mention because I saw it on Twitter and I wanted to talk about it. I have a prayer card taped to my dashboard. I say it every time I strap in right before I roll out. Yeah, and you don't go to church every Sunday or, like, spread the word or, or witness. I can't you. tell you the last time I've been to church. Yeah, you don't go out witnessing or nothing, but you when you strap into a race car, you become pretty religious pretty quick. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> right, Jess? Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I mean, the person, one of the people. This is a brand. So, one of the people that I saw talk about it, they said, yeah, during that, I just kind of go to the, the concessions line. And I'm like, that's fine. That's totally fine. You know, do, yeah. do, to each their own, do your own thing. Nobody's going to make, you know, nobody's, well, I hope nobody's going to say nothing to you if you do. The, you the should, only person I'll say something to You stand still and pray. No, just leave them alone. Yeah. The only per person I'll say something to is someone who doesn't take their hat off for the, for the uh, anthem. Women are allowed to keep their hats on, by the way. Yeah. I I see, I've and seen people yell at like, ladies and stuff, take your hat off. Like, no, no they're allowed to keep their hat on. Yeah, women are allowed. I'm more talking yeah. about ignorant kids that are like 20, 23 years old. I'll, I'll straight up walk up and rip that hat right off the fucking head. Throw it on the racetrack. Show a little respect, people. This hat trick. Is, you, may not th you may not think it's perfect, but you ain't going to go live nowhere else. Let me be honest with you. You oh, know no. what I mean? <laughs> it's perfect by my, my, uh, my eyes here. All right, so why don't we go into actual racing here instead of talking about, well, allowing me to rant and do nonsense because it's the end of the year and i got to create content. All right, so we went and filmed for uh, some Sidsview episodes down at the Waterford Speed Bowl this weekend, and it was probably the latest I've been at the racetrack in quite a long time. 
uh, like November 5th or 6th or something like that. I was at the racetrack. Like, wow, I'm not, I'm not at a flea market. Um, so we went and filmed. It was the remainder of the Fast Five race for the SKs because Timmy Jordan got sent up into the, <laughs> into the turn three catch fence the last time like three weeks ago. Yeah, it didn't work out too well. Like two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I mean... So they had to repair that, and then they got rained out, and then they pushed it back and all sorts of stuff. So I went there, and I walked in, and I walked straight over to the turn three fence. And I'll be honest with you, the repairs that they made didn't look like anything happened. It did not look like anything happened. It looked nice, clean, new, and everything was exactly the way it was, and nice and tight and straight. And that was, I was like, wow. And people were still standing over in turn three, you know, while practice and everything was still going on. And I'm like, good. Nothing needed to change. Like I exactly. said, like I said, that's a once in a lifetime thing. The fence did exactly what it was supposed to do. And you can be confident in standing around there because a whole whole ass modified went straight into it at full speed and it stopped it. So test complete. We don't need to worry. Well, I yeah, mean, I, I would I mean, still run about- away, but, you know, I wouldn't just stand there if something's coming at me still just because. But, you know, still run away and still be uh, keep on your toes. It is a racetrack. I'm not saying just stand there and take it, but um, that's about the fastest car you're going to have at that track too to test it out. I mean, you're not going to get a whole lot faster than an SK there. Yeah, I mean, tour mods and stuff, but uh, how often you see them? So just again, just stay on your toes like normal, but nothing needed to really change. But anyway, so we filmed the remainder of the Fast Five race. It was a pretty entertaining SK race, if I'm honest. Uh, Keith Rocco had won that race. Picked up the $7,000 from the racing guys for that. Uh, Mike Christopher Jr. had it covered until a three-to-go restart. And uh, I'll be honest, the racing line at Waterford for a lot of divisions has really changed. It is now a lane up. Um, yeah, that's crazy to see. It's really interesting never, to see. Yeah, I never thought, and I've been going there since I was basically a fetus. Mostly. And I never would have thought that it would be as high, the racing line would be as high as it is now. Yeah, I mean, um, he took the start. He took the top on the restart because the top just kept it worked. It just worked on restarts and in racing. Uh, Todd Owen was making the bottom work pretty well. Uh, Dana DiMatteo was as well. A lot of other guys couldn't though. Top side was kind of the place, to, or the second lane up, I should say, was kind of the way to be. Um, to be fair, uh, Keith and Mike Junior got physical pretty much through the race, uh, and I know that that stems back from the beginning and middle parts of the year. They've been physical with each other all year. Uh, And they've had altercations before. Uh, Keith jumped the first restart, and I'm going to be honest with you, he kind of jumped the second one, too. So... I don't know. I wasn't there. You'll have to watch the video and make your own judgment. From behind the camera, I feel like he kind of jumped the second restart, and they didn't call it back. Um so Keith and there's always <laughs> been like it, it doesn't matter really within what whatever racetrack there is a little bit of a bear like a fine line like a little gray area with the start and restarts yeah any racetrack any race direct it doesn't really I don't know if it's one of those gray area portions you're talking about well I haven't seen it, obviously but that video will definitely be coming out soon you'll be able to see okay. Uh, but yeah, I we'll make kinda, our we'll draw our that's own conclusions. Just my opinion. Okay. Just mine. You can make up your own when the I've video never comes gone out. Before the white line. Totally not. <laughs> never. That's how I won my last race was never. getting was jumping the restart. But I went 
right as the leader went, and I drag raced him down the straightaway and then yeah. shoved him up into turn one. So, um, yeah, I was like, taking you to school today, kid. But it worked out for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, Keith and he got pretty physical. Junior got squeezed into the backstretch wall, I think, and Dana DiMatteo was breathing down their necks, and he was really fast, and Todd Owen was fast, and it was a good race at the end. Um, little physical. Keith got the win. A lot of hot tempers all around. Um, Todd Owen was also crowned the Fast Five Series champion. I don't know if he would he'd been crowned that before or not, but I figured I'd reiterate because they did it on track. So there's the end of that one. But it was a it was a very entertaining show. I'm glad that uh, I went and filmed. So um, it's a cool deal that they put on all year for that stuff too. Yeah, it's a great promotion. I like these types of deals where they put up money and have people come and yeah, make little it a mini race and, mini championships within a championship. Yeah, like a little triple yep. crown or you know five race thing. Or, I totally dig it. It yeah. makes it special. I like it. I um, wish someone would do it for more divisions. Yeah, they I actually agree. do it a lot. Like Stafford kind of does a triple crown thing now. Seacock's been doing it for a little bit. Um, Thompson only has like a six race schedule, so that's basically a triple crown twice. That's <laughs> so, true. So, Truth. It's so hard to win a title when you have to be perfect for six races in a row. Um, anyway, Exit Realty Trucks were next, and this is their championship race. They were 75 laps. And here's a fun fact. God, that's a lot of laps. But, yes, it's a lot of laps for the trucks. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of laps for the trucks, but they counted caution laps. Oh, thank Christ. And thank they, they ran a majority of the laps under caution. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds now, like the trucks. Interesting side note: we've given martial law a lot of crap on here, and mostly for good reason. But he showed up to do tech before the race. He had it scheduled out on the schedule and everything. He brought a rolling chassis dyno to the track. Awesome! And said, "Everybody's going on it today. Make your adjustments here, and then you can go race." See, there you go. I was like. Okay. He noticed he had a problem, made restitution, and adjusted. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I'm back on board with that because now you're not going to someone else's place. He got one on a... It was on a trailer. He just drove it in. They backed the trucks up on it, strapped it down, ran the dyno test, drove them off. You know, that was it. And they they ran them on the dyno with the tires they raced on. Yeah. What? Whatever. That's the tires you're going to race on. That's what you're going to be on the racetrack with. That's your power number. Yeah, I get that. But if they want to be all things equal, run them on the same set of tires for every truck. Improvise. Adapt. Drink your own pee. Overcome. (laughs) Drink your pee. Overcome. Ew. Oh, that's not what I said. Because you could could very easily start playing games and just run a different set of tires so you don't make the right number. And or you make you fall into the right number, and then go back and change yeah, the tires. And it's not going to be a lot in order to but, in order to really timing. well in order to manip really manipulate that. You'd have to run your own tests and then figure out what tire sizes work for you. And it's a really convoluted system you'd have to come up with. And I know I people would put do it, it. Past people, yes, yeah. I know, I get it. Anyway, so they did that ahead of time, so that's pretty neat. Um, I mean, a for effort for sure. Yeah, I get. I just there's still flaws with the whole. I still don't. Dino I thing. still don't like the dyno system. I just think give them a yeah, set of no. rules and let them have at it. Um, but anyway, uh, Andrew Morin won. 
it was a pretty messy race. I think eight trucks finished. Um, How many started? Twenty something. Twenty five. I don't know. They had a good. They had a good number. Ouch. Um, lots of wrecks and spins. Dave Koenig came from uh, what's it? Long Island, I think, and he won the championship. Uh, so kudos to him. That was cool to see. I guess he'd been a regular for a long time and hadn't won one. So, uh, all right. So then they had a mini stock open race. This one's going to be a fun video. Not really for a good reason, but well, it was an entertaining well, so, reason. How did the evening start, though? What do you mean? With the national anthem, there was a mini stock driver I heard. Yes. Mini stock driver Tommy Silva opened the night by singing the national anthem. What is... Yeah, I mean, that would be... I can't wait to see that. I don't know if we got video of it. I There's Someone nothing did. in this... Because here's the thing. They ran... They did anthems before heats. They didn't do it before features. So we, I don't think we got it on video. Nothing in this world I, I want to see more than see Tommy Silver run, <laughs> sing the national anthem. What? So he did a. He actually did a really good job. He just kind of in the middle of a show. He kind of. Why are you bugging me in the show? Child problems. So um, he just kind of. Does he at least have pants on now? He does. Yes, actually, he is clothed. Um, but no, Silva did a good job. He had. He just kind of did it like a normal guy. It was not the worst anthem I'd ever heard. He did it straight, kind of sped through it, and you know. Just got it over with and didn't, you know, embellish or anything. It was just straightforward, done, good. What key did he sing in? Uh, what the hell do I know? I don't know. You're the guitar player. His own. Oh, his own. <laughs> I don't the know. The key of W. It was good. That's all I cared about. I'm like, yeah. all right, good job. All right, let's get on with this. That's basically what he did. Um, so We should invite him on the show to sing it. Next week. Just so Jesse can hear it. Yes, I want to hear this. It was just karaoke. That's all it was. It was fine. Or was totally fine. Or Tommy, Tommy can call into the uh, hotline and leave us a voicemail singing it to us. Yeah, Why call Anchor.fm, Mr. Slash, Silva slash Making Laps. There you go. And leave a voicemail option. All right. So for that mini stock open race, Mike Vaines visited Victory Lane for the first time in a few years. He said in his Victory Lane interview that his grandkids were like, "Poppy, why haven't you won a race in a while?" And he's like, uh, <laughs> and he's fine. So he went out and won, and that was really cool. Uh, but anyway, it was another messy race. Another uh, 20 or, you know, teens number of cars started and like a handful didn't. <laughs> so uh, make it to the end. There were red flags, uh, especially one for a wreck between the two Burgoys and uh, Christian Herman. Right before that, Dwayne Doors kid, I can't remember. <coughs> Soap opera time. I, um, I heard there was quite a bit of drama surrounding this one. Yes. Um, and Facebook was. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't. I don't have any of those people friended, so I don't know. I didn't see it. But um, so I know that Dwayne Doors kid. I forget his first name. Crap! If it's right on the tip of my tongue, but I forgot. Uh, but he ended up, he ended up in the wall in the turn four wall hard, like side slapped the thing coming out, and then they go down into turn one, and it looked like Herman just kind of dive bombed it under the seventy eight of of uh, Eric's kid there. I forget his name too. <laughs> it ends in Burgoys. It's Burgoys, yeah. And Is it um, Evan. 
I think it's probably Evan, yeah. And he got turned around. Herman went head on in the wall. Burgoy's backed it in the wall. Dave was kind of mildly involved. And uh, the Burgoy's boys got out of the car very angry. And uh, they basically swarmed the car of Christian Herman. Looked like uh, WWE tag team. It was really kind of silly looking. And uh, Portland's got a great video of it. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know if I showed it to you. Did I show it to you? Uh, No, but I videotaped the whole thing from the grandstand. So, I mean, I've watched it. It's pretty, yeah, it's... Uh, even it was um, just the end portion. I didn't see. I saw the too, whole thing. I didn't see too much of what. Even Door got out of his car. Everybody was mad. Every all four cars, all the teams. Who was Door was mad at? I, everyone. I don't know. The they wall. Were, everybody the world, was no. Somebody probably. got somebody got into him, and that's why yeah. he slid up and hit in the wall. I imagine. So I'm yeah. like, and it was one of those three. So it's like, well, this is just a, a royal rumble in turn one. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm just keeping the viewfinder on it. Uh, so it's like. It's, I'm just like, this is crazy. So, what the hell is going on over here? This is what happens when I don't have parental supervision so that we can't keep somebody out of here while the circus takes over. Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, they were all fighting, and that was just getting really ugly. And uh, I'm, I'm sitting there watching Kohanzi have to be bouncers, and it's like... Poor Kohanzi, this is not in their pay grade, and they're just walking up and just pushing people out of the way, like, go back to your own car, go back to your own pit, and get the hell out of my face. Just hit them with the extinguishers. They'll go away real quick. There you go. There it is. There's know. one just thing. Start spraying that stuff in their face. That's right. When you get hot tempers, that that it'll cure that too. It'll there, cool them down. It will cool. There them is down. one faux pas at Waterford that you do not do, and that is you do not mess with Kohanzi. You, they are gods to you, and you will do, you will do as they tell you. Okay, yes. Kohanzi's the best. They number are the one best. is firefighters, and number two probably is bouncers. Yeah, they are awesome. They're good at I both. Love, <laughs> I love Kohanzi. Everything that they do, they're fantastic. They they're bro tier. Yeah, total bro tier. Yeah, you awesome buy. Guys. I would buy them beers every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, wait for that video to come out. At, YouTube.com slash SidsView. You get the SidsView episode on that one. That'll be fun to watch. Race was kind of just got released. Race was kind of boring, but um, the uh, fight was definitely not. <laughs> so, so that just came out as of record. That's fun. Um, all right. So, moving on to the Street Stock Open Race. Now, this was interesting as well. I think like almost thirty cars started this Street Stock Open Race. I mean, I was I was telling people I needed two cameras, one for the front half, one for the back half. Like, yeah, I noticed that. The last, I noticed that for the water for finale because I was telling said we need more. I, I I can't film everywhere. I need a wide. I need a fisheye. Yeah, to to get everywhere. You know, it was just crazy. It was a huge Absolutely. field of cars, and the theme for the night was ugly stuff. So, <laughs> did they start all of them? Oh yeah, yeah. They started like all twenty seven, I think. Um, so they, they need to cap the fields there at 24. I'm sorry. I agree. Just with let them race. It's three cars for God's sakes. Who cares? No, it's, it, 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 there is a maximum and 24 sounds about right. <laughs> Run 30. <laughs> no, it, it, it seems like 24 seems to be about the number over the years. I've noticed where it goes from okay race with a few cautions to complete chaos. Right. I agree that especially there, there, there is a, a line. Few, 
There was a few years ago where they had like 31 cars in a street stock open race. It was like a 50 lapper at the end of the weekend, and it was just absolute pandemonium. Yeah, yeah no, no, total bedlam. I agree. 24. It, it looked like a street stock yeah. enduro. So let's see. Jimmy Renfrew crossed the line first, but was disqualified in post race tech, turning the win over to Corey Fanning, first man legal across the line. Well deserved. Fanning was spun out of the lead early in the event with no call, which surprised me. I don't know who spun him because I think that they went, they ducked behind. Like, you know, when you got that vantage point, you're kind of over towards turn four and you look down towards turn one and the flag stands kind of in your way. Well, that's what happened to me and I couldn't really see what happened or there was a pole in the way or something, but he got turned around out of the lead early in the race. Uh, and I didn't see anybody go to the back for it. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, he had to battle his way back uh, to the front from through that mess of cars. Uh, Tommy O'Sullivan led late until a caution with three to go. Sound familiar? Uh, it was another messy race, and it was really too cold for this shit. Seriously, my feet were itching. My hands hurt, for God's sakes. I'm sitting out there dying. I got those hand warmers and stuff, and they didn't work you know yeah those don't, <laughs> don't work you need one of those milwaukee heated jackets yeah i do it took an hour for 60 lap race that's an average of a minute per lap on a third mile track or three eighths however you want to measure it so anyway <laughs> uh someone could probably run a lap around that track on foot in almost a minute so <laughs> Probably. Well, four-minute mile is four laps around a quarter-mile track, so, yeah, a little over a minute, probably. Uh, so, anyway, we got to mention Bo Norman was crowned the Street Stock Open Series champion at Waterford because they did a series of those races. Nice. And uh, he won the title in that. So that was really, really cool to see. Um, Go Boner Man. Yeah. So... Wait for those videos to come out from Sid's view, and by the time this comes out, let's be honest, it probably is out already. Yeah. <laughs> so, SK at least race one is of them. Already out. Okay, so the SK race is already out. Yeah, it came out during the show. That's funny. Uh, anyway, I should mention that Money Matt Hirschman won the North-South shootout at Caraway. I believe that was the 19th running of that show. Uh, I, I think he... I think he was the fast qualifier or something and, and elected to start in the rear to take a $2,000 bonus. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. And then I guess today Dave Sapienza offered the same out of his own pocket, $2,000, if Matt, Matt Hirschman comes and shows up and races. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, for, and I think for the Islip 300. Yeah, and he said, I'm not trying to be a smartass or anything. I genuinely want him to show up at Riverhead for once. Something Matt like, Hirschman should go race there. I think he'd do well there. Why not? Just he he runs well up at Monadnock. It's same. I mean, basic I've never principle. raced either of them, but they're <laughs> generally the same style of track. Same basic principle. Probably not anywhere close. I, we don't. I know nothing. I so. mean, every track drives different. Obviously, but it's the same. Probably the same gear. Probably the same setup. Just yeah. different line, different approach. So there was breaking news right before we went on air here. Uh, and recorded uh, it's that we're going to go towards the national stuff because let's be fair it's freaking November local stuff is over with did you quiet him down yet? I'm trying I know I'm he's trying. probably on a whole bunch of candy it's your fault for not making him have a brother or sister 
Yeah, I know. But he'd probably... play with. Yeah, I know. Anyway, um, but the breaking news out of NASCAR was that uh, Speedway Motorsports SMI per- is purchasing Dover Motorsports, the owner of Dover Speedway and Nashville Super Speedway. Just they announced that just a couple of hours ago. For they're gonna buy it for three dollars and sixty-one cents a share for a total equity value of one hundred and thirty-one point five million dollars. I have a fun conspiracy theory for this. Buy the tracks, run a race at Dover because everybody still loves Dover. Uh, sell off Nashville Super Speedway because they don't really race there anymore. No one really cared about it. And move the date elsewhere in the no. future, like Wilkesboro no. or Nashville or one of these other ones or something. No, bud. We, so, we're doing the show. Yep. Yeah. To Come me, on. that that shows a heavy commitment show. in at least one of those tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Circus is running like? the ring here. Raji. Toots. We are recording. Come on, bud. I don't know what it sounded like. Uh, I got to corral the cats in this thing all right so yeah hurting cats is like having children all right so anyway again i set off that's my conspiracy theory going around now because smi seems to be re- reinvigorated in their whole wilkesboro thing again due to popular demand did you call it wilkesboro so, yeah whatever I said <laughs> wilkesboro not wilkesboro <laughs> i think it's funnier no to say they'll lynch me there if i say wilkesboro <laughs> and they should <laughs> wilkesboro oh god no <laughs> that is should. absolutely not what i said <laughs> it's it's an all-inclusive and... If and Steve Phelps owned it, it would be Wokesboro. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I will say, <laughs> if, if they're buying this with the intention of either going to Nashville Fairgrounds or Wilkesboro, I'm okay with it, obviously. But yeah. I actually didn't mind the race at Nashville Super Speedway last year. It was surprisingly decent. It wasn't bad. It was better than they used to be for some reason, and I don't know why. It, it, it it well I know why it was the shit they put on the track. Could have been. I, don't I mean know. that absolutely made that track racy. It never had more than one groove. Yeah, before it didn't. Maybe now it's a little bit different. But again, you got. I don't know. It's not my business, and it's again just a conspiracy theory. I'm like, oh okay, they'll just do what they did to Wilkesboro. They just take the date and send it to New Hampshire or whatever other track that they have. And now it's going to be the table's completely turned and they're going to take a date and send it to Wilkesboro. <laughs> I figured it would come full circle. See, I think it's more likely that you're going to see that date go to Nashville because Wilkesboro is not going to be ready in any capacity to host a cup of No, I figured it would probably be probably 10 years. Nah, you don't need 10 years for that. Give it three years. You can build a track in 10 years, for God's sakes. doesn't take that uh, long to know. build one. Uh, anyway, so... This weekend was championship weekend with NASCAR. I got to speed this freaking show up. Nobody wants to hear us talk about this crap for this long. Um, and we all made our championship picks. Now, I'll mention those before we go into the races. And uh, so for me, I picked John Hunter Nemechek to win the truck championship, Austin Sindrick to win the Xfinity championship, and Chase Elliott to win the cup championship. Jesse's picks were John Hunter Nemechek in the trucks, right? Mm-hmm. Daniel Hemrick in Xfinity and Kyle Larson in Cup. Phil's picks were Matt Crafton in trucks, mm-hmm. Daniel Hemrick in Xfinity, and Martin Farton Truex <laughs> in the Cup series. <laughs> All right, so the truck race at Phoenix. Um, Farton. 
fought. The, the only thick. high point of that entire snoozer of a race was the post-race press conference. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Uh, Chandler Smith dominated. Uh, ben Rhodes won the title, so none of us what got happened that to right. J- what happened to JHN? Well, um, lap three. Yeah, lap two. Uh, one, I, I lap like one or of it. it was like lap one or two. John Hunter Nemechek made contact with somebody or the wall and cut a left front tire. Had to- it was either it was either Spencer Boyd or Taint Fogelman, whatever yeah. his name is. <laughs> and he lost a tire and had to pit. It was like he went. So it sounded laps- like he stepped on his beep. Yeah, he went two laps down like immediately. Yeah, uh, he he. Basically stayed a lap down for like more than half the race. Finally got his lap back late, but he only, could only battle back to like eighth. If he didn't cut the tire and was on the lead lap all day, it would have been a real battle between him and Chandler Smith because he had pace. Like he definitely had pace. I think well, you, and, you, you know something. I think, Go ahead, Phil. I think the I think the crew chief screwed up early in the race on that missed opportunity. When he could have taken a wave around, he should have done that. And, yeah. and literally three laps later, they got a yellow. I mean, you can't. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. You don't know that that caution is going to come out. Yeah, but he could have made that lap up really early, but he would have probably made it to the end of the stage, stayed on the lead lap, and then he's with everybody else again. How about this for a Darf conspiracy? I would have just from taken me. It. Oh, go ahead. Oh, by the way, I, John Hunter Nemechek was. Like a two to one favorite. I mean, you'd have to spend like two hundred dollars to make like a hundred bucks on it. It was some crazy, <laughs> crazy amount of money like that sure that he bet. was he was like almost a sure bet. He was like a two to one favorite with the Las Vegas odds going into that race. I mean, more than anybody else out there. The right. second the second guy, I think I, I think it was like. I think it was Ben Rhodes or something. Something, somebody like it was like five hundred, or it was like it's something crazy like that. Some ridiculously high number. Yeah, yeah. It it was a really. I think they could have made those bad decisions themselves, bet on black, and pocketed (laughs) the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So absolutely took a dive. That means absolutely none of us got the pick right, and Ben Rhodes won the title. I mean, Phil was the brave one who <sighs> went away from type. Yeah, I chose speed. Jesse chose speed. He chose experience, and none of us won because Ben Rhodes just yeah was good enough to win. <laughs> I, I thought Crafton would at least show up, but he was at the wrong track. Like no, he, he, he was not there. He was not even. I don't know what the hell was going he was on. At the, he was at the bull ring at Las Vegas. His, he wasn't even his there. His truck went full Helen Keller on him. Yeah, that thing could not see, speak, or hear. He was at the senior center. What the heck are you talking <laughs> that thing about? was useless. He was at the senior center betting playing bingo. That's what he was doing. <laughs> All the rest Jesus. of the gray pubes. Hey, I tried. I, I mean, know. He, he was the guy with the experience. He has multiple championships. He's been there before. I was like... Yeah. This if there's ever a stage that Matt Crafton is going to step on, step up on, it's going to be that one. That was an exciting. That actually was an exciting finish to me. Uh, yeah, Saint Smith just left the door open just enough where uh, Ben Rhodes was faster, and with all that much with all that much on the line, and that hole was just almost a truck with the wide enough where it's like you got to take the chance to get in there. Just you have to imagine do too. You Zane have to Smith do it. Goes in there, wins the championship, and then doesn't have a ride and just 
fades into obscurity. Ain't that a, ain't that a B? Yep. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Yep. And his crew. I mean, that, that kid can drive. I, I love watching him. I really hope someone picks him up in something. His crew chief is Bono Mannion, and he didn't have a, any sort of job either. Right. So, I mean, there's there's definitely openings in for uh, crew chiefs, though, and I think he's probably going to slot in. So, All right, so that was the Truck Series race at Phoenix. Moving on to the Xfinity Series race. Now, Daniel Hemrick won not only the race, but the title, his first win, first championship in dramatic fashion. First ever race in the major series and all yep. that good stuff. Yep. Between he and Austin Sindrick on the last lap. Also, I want to mention this to folks saying, quote, he didn't move Sindrick. Uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he poked him in the left rear, moved him up a single lane, and fired it in. That is moving someone because he moved him from where he was to a different place. That is moving oh, someone. So he, he don't definitely tell me. moved Cindric up. <laughs> Cindric then turned left into him. Well, I would right. have done the same damn thing. <laughs> For either, if you're in either position, you you do oh, you yeah. do that. I I can't blame any one of the participants. And let's be fair: if someone who wasn't well liked pulled off that kind of move, say uh, Ty Gibbs, there would be a hell of a lot more angst and debate over it. Yeah. So let's just put that in there. Yeah. If I don't, it, I don't think Ty Gibbs has the ability to do it that tactfully, though. Just. At no, least he not does. Yet. He does. He can. He just sits on people's left rear un- until the air comes off of it. Anyway, if you watch him at any super speedway race, he doesn't try to pass people. He just drives up to their left rear and lets them get loose, and then he drives under them. He never tries to. See, just to me, that's the bitch way out, though. Every single move, time he tries move to pass someone, someone, move them. Every single time he tries to pass someone in a speedway race, he just drives up to their left rear, sits on their left rear until the air leaves their car. They they wiggle, and he drives by them. That's exactly oh, yeah. how he passes every single car. He never does it on a run. He just does that. Right. Um, that's why I can't stand the kid. Also, uh, Dave Burns, the reporter there, he needs to chill out a little bit with the post-race interviews. Guys was digging so hard to get Austin Cindric to give him a sound bite or something dumb. And uh, Austin didn't bite on it. And uh, you could see how frustrated he was over it. So uh, chill out, Dave Burns. Seriously, let the guy you know grieve losing a title for fuck's sake. Isn't he the one Watch that we friend. met in the in that tra- in the trailer a couple years ago at New Hampshire? I believe so. Yeah, we were mm. we were in uh, any any we were reporter in the trailer, and he came in. I think any reporter assigned to the losing team is always going to go for that soundboard because they're all soulless vultures and mostly alcoholics. Yeah, they just need because, to chill out though. That like sounds I, uh, quite accurate about him. Yes, yeah. Like I said in a previous rant, they're all intellectual prostitutes, and mostly they drink to forget or not care about their lack of soul. So, Jesse, you got some dramatic music. Let's let's find some because I got to add something in here. Uh, um, the, hang on. Let's see. Keep uh, contenders. Yeah, I need it in a minute, but. Contenders AJ Allmendinger and Noah Gregson had tough nights. Uh, AJ was one of those guys just not there either. He battled a poor handling car, and he had a loose wheel late. That was so bad you could actually see the thing wiggling. And, that was uh, shocking to me, though, to see him struggle because the colleague teams really do well in tough situations. They usually step up big. Yeah, the car just unloaded bad, it looked like. Uh, Noah Gregson uh, was Leroy Jenkins at times, and he absolutely fired the thing in there and ended up in the wall late. And uh, 
He, he, he tried to play it off like he hit oil or something. I was like, nobody no, else son. did. <laughs> you sent that bitch in there 10, 10 men deep, hoping it would stick. Yeah. All right. Have that dramatic music for me. All right. Now, in this episode of Sage Karam Backmarker Sniper, we watch Sage Karam take out Joe Graff Jr. and Matt Mills. Watch as Sage Karam. <laughs> enacts justice upon the backmarkers. Those poor guys. <laughs> he was a missile. Oh, man, he got two of them. A complete weapon. You know in World complete War II weapon. when you got a kill, you put like a little bomb or a, a Japanese flag on your fighter jet? Or a German flag, yeah. Or a German flag or something, yeah. He had like two little race cars on the side of his car. Because <laughs> he killed two guys. He, he got two he, kills. He, I don't know what what breaking point he was going for, but it wasn't a stock car breaking point. No, that had to do with an open wheel, I think, or something. I agree. Yeah, he forgot what car he was driving for a minute there because he—I've never seen anybody <laughs> try and drive it in that hard. So uh, yeah, Sage Karam, I like having indie car guys there. He's—it was only like his second race or something, and it's like he's quick too. Like he, he's not bad, it up pretty and, well. For I mean, being in. Jordan's it. cars are really not that bad either, so yeah. So Sage Karam, Backmarker Sniper. Next episode coming next year. Or when we talk about the Cup series. If he comes back. <laughs> or when we yeah, we should bring that music back for the Cup series Oh, we, we will keep it there, right so. here. Alright, who the hell's at my door now? Hang on, they're asking me about my car warranty. Now what? Oh god, it's the wife. No. Hi, Meg. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> By the way, you the have, a, a, beer can you have a present over there. What? what? <gasps> Yay! Oh, my goodness. Literally, so much pain. literally bought my wife a uh, butt pillow, like a tailbone pillow. This is like the best. Oh, I thought it was like a hemorrhoid donut. <laughs> it's kind of That's the same thing. That's what I was going to say, too. <laughs> it is a butt pillow. Yeah. It's a hemorrhoid pillow. I'm not there to oh, get smacked upside the head. Don't tell everybody I have we didn't need the details. You broke your tailbone. Broken tailbone from a. When uh, did you do that? Like what was that little? What was that oh, little geez. kid's toy? You broke your tailbone on. Oh, and a stupid. And yeah, they never out. heal right, and you can't amputate it. Yeah. Yeah, you right. got to sit on it and kind of move the, it back and it's, forth. It's, what is it called? Miserable. Like a rolling turtle or something? No. I forget what it's called. A broken roller racer. That's it. Yeah, that's it. A broken coccyx. Oh boy. Yeah. Broke her ass, so that didn't work no. out so great. It's now got a crack in it. Constant pain. Yeah, ask Brent. My tailbone's like not in the right place. It moves. See. It's gross. Ew. Anyway, <laughs> moving around. All right, now that this podcast is completely yeah, we're all completely off the rail. You can tell it's the end of the season. We're just not paying attention to what we're doing. Hundred bucks to talk about gravestones and bore everyone. Sweet. Anyway, um, so I'll talk later. So yeah, I no. figure this out. So I'll go into this interesting statistic before we talk about the Cup Series race, and you can tell we're talking about a specific person here. Most wins in the Cup Series without a championship. This is my life, people. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody control this thing. Anyway. 
Most Cup Series wins without a championship. I got cats clawing things. I got kids running around with no pants on. I got fire happening. I can smell smoke. I swear to God. What do I do, Lord? Uh, Destroy the child. Corrupt them all. This is their plan, people. These are demons. Yeah. Most Cup Series wins without a championship. All right. We got Junior Johnson at 50. Denny Hamlin at 46. Mark Martin at 40, Fireball Roberts with 33, and Carl Edwards at 28 at the top five. That's a precursor to what we're going to talk about next. Mm -hmm. The Cup Series race at Phoenix. Now, I actually took really detailed notes. I tried different note takings for this, so we're going to start from the beginning. These are very, yeah, well. We're going to start from the beginning instead of telling people who won straight away. All right, so. That's a kitty. What the hell? Hold on. Got a cat clawing the door, seriously. Yeah. There we go. There's a cat clawing the door. He's being bad cat. Uh, <laughs> bad anyway. catty. All right. This is Brent's life. I have crippling depression. <laughs> I'm gonna after this episode. This is why I <laughs> forget it. Suicide sounds pretty good. Uh, I keep telling people to do it. Maybe it's... No, forget it. Let's move on. That's the theme of this podcast. All right. So... Kill themselves. <laughs> I'm domesticated. So in the cup race, Bubba Wallace got dive bombed by Corey LaJoy, which he kind of didn't. I mean, it. it, it no, Corey he, had somebody on no, the bottom he did. of him. And, but, well, yeah, and they just... No, there was no room, and everybody just kind of turned into each other. And LaJoy... Yeah, they got together. Yeah. Bubba Wallace went into the turn four wall. And then the next caution, a few laps later, uh, the same exact situation happened with LaJoy having a car just underneath him, and he spun Ricky Stenhouse and caused the next caution. <laughs> he, he was the Sage Karam <laughs> Award. Oh, we need the dramatic music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this episode of Corey, Corey LaJoy, Quarter Hunter, he takes out two cars. <laughs> Uh, Corey, Corey LaJoy has been back to 2016. <laughs> Corey LaJoy, quarter murderer. <laughs> uh, poor Corey, he took out two cars as well. He got, he got two flags on his car. So, all right, let's kill this thing. <laughs> You know, you know what's uh, disappointing is you know Bubba gave him the slow clap, not the double blurds. Yeah, he should have gave him double birds. That would have been better. If slow clap was all right too. I like the slow, slow clap. clap is my favorite. That's I my love the too. double blurds because it's just like big old fuzzy hands. Yeah, right. <laughs> just giant fuzz mittens. Mm-hmm. So after that, Chase Briscoe lost a left rear tire going into turn four and backed in the wall really hard uh, because he backed out of it. Kyle Busch wasn't ready for him to to back out that hard didn't see it coming got into him and they and he went in the wall inadvertent contact but he had a tire going down uh about 68 to go truex tried to short pit in the 38 of anthony car recycling service alfredo uh crashed pasta crashed pasta (laughs) lost the tire and crashed hard off of two uh it cycled it actually worked out cycled truex to the lead uh, gave everybody else a chance to pit, but he just pit, so it didn't matter. He was go- he's going to have, what is it called? Clean air. <laughs> Clean air. Track Clean position. air. 
Uh, it's set playoff up, implications. Yeah, so he took the lead, and with clean air, obviously it's, it matters so much with this package. At Phoenix. Especially at Phoenix. Where corner speeds are under three digits. Right. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> so what the F ever. So uh, <laughs> that good luck turned out to be bad luck because David Starr broke a brake rotor and set up uh, oh. another restart because of debris on the track. Uh, can can we not- go back through the year and see how many times David Starr has affected the finish of a race? Yeah, but it wasn't even his fault, It wasn't though. even his fault. It was just Neither a failure. I know, but it's like, he has affected the finish of like five or six races this year uh, somehow. Are you talking about the Noah Gregson incident, too? Probably. Yeah, like, yeah oh, because, yeah, yeah it, that wasn't his fault. <laughs> it, it's, it never seems to be his fault directly, but no. it's always something with him. Right. No, I, I can't argue with that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad for him. Like, I thought he was a pretty decent driver back in the day. Back in the day, everybody was a decent driver, but when you're that old and used up, you can't. Well, he's also in complete garbage equipment. <laughs> <laughs> it is garbage equipment. Uh, anyway, so uh, that set up another restart with Truex leading. Kyle Arson's team had an amazing pit stop. Just absolutely the most clutch thing ever and uh started up front came from i think they gained him like three spots i mean it was 11.8 seconds for five guys to change four tires on a car and one of them isn't even changing tires (laughs) that's the fuel guy 11.8 seconds and they didn't even find a loose lug nut on the thing no (laughs) so it's like that's crazy wow Larson held on to win the race and the title. Not the it, fastest car. But the best driver. But the best driver and best pit crew. Pit crew won the race, too. Yeah. Got him in the oh, for sure. and clean air. Yeah, Ugh. they he absolutely. Made, he made sure to thank the pit crew, too, first off. You know what's funny is when the race started, I was thinking to myself, hmm, here comes uh, NASCAR's most popular driver, Chase Elliott. Got a lot of applause, okay? But then here comes Kyle Larson. And the applause is noticeably louder. Right. So I'm like, uh, I, th- I think that's a meme. I'm sorry. I think NASCAR I think NASCAR's most popular driver is Kyle Larson. It was a it very popular win. <laughs> it almost is now. Yeah. It's a very popular win, and he was the best team. It was the best team won, but for the wrong reasons. Because that's an interesting the, way of putting it. Yeah. Because the chase is such BS, and that... Or the playoffs, whatever it's called. And the playoffs is such BS that he shouldn't have to have won the championship that way. Yeah. Would it it come down to one stupid race? Yeah, I agree. Does Alabama play uh, Air Force and all the other bottom teams at the same time whenever they win a national championship in football? No. No, I don't. Well, they don't play all the teams at the same time. So playoffs are stupid. Yep. And uh, another interesting no. another interesting conspiracy theory side note, the top four ran in the top four pretty much all day, all finished in the top five. Ryan Blaney was the only exception. Uh, he was in fourth place. So there was a lot of conspiracy theory floating around about Kevin that. Harvick was too. but Kevin think, Harvick was too, but, but at it, the end it, he wasn't. I think that was to sell T-shirts or something. Could have been. T-shirt sales. Yep. So... Kyle Larson completed his absolute redemption uh, by coming back after not even racing last year in Cup 
to coming back, winning the most races, leading the most laps, and winning the title. Most laps in history. In most 36 laps race in history. history. Yeah, yeah in, in the races. modern era, I should say. Yeah, what, what he was able to do this year is absolutely incredible. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. short of amazing. And you, you might... Not, not only in the Cup Series, but just in general. Yeah, we'll probably go into that next week when we go into our awards yeah. show. I mean, that whole Hendrick Motorsports... Uh, everybody ran excellent. The hack Alex Bowman won four races. Or yeah, whatever. he won four races. Uh, Chase yeah. Elliott. I couldn't pick Chase Elliott to win because he hasn't won an over. He didn't win an over race this year. I picked him because he was NASCAR's most popular driver for so and he was long. A defending and he, champion, and but... he did really win last year at you know in this race. So it's hard not to pick him. Yeah. You know, so I mean, even though it should have been Denny Hamlin or Kevin Harvick, but whatever. Right. But he didn't win on a. He never went on an oval this year. He won only road courses, two of them, and right. then I think uh, uh, White Bread won a race. One. I think he won at least a race or two. Yeah, I think White Byron. Bread. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he won. Yeah, so White I'm pretty Bread sure everybody at Hendrick had won a race. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I, I would be actually really interested to see. I was just trying to look on Jayski because I know they used to have it. Uh, what the classic, you know, point series point standings would be without um, the chase. I think coming in, it was like Larson, Hamlin, thirty points on Hamlin or something like that. Yeah, that's why. I was mean, it that big of a gap? Yeah, but it was old style points. I think. I think in old style yeah. points, or even, I, I would if Hamlin had won, I'd have been like, well, okay, he was been up front in points all year, so I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, but as far as Truex and, and, and Elliot's like, nah, they kind of struggle here and there. Uh, by traditional points, I mean back when they had like 180 yeah. points, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like 172 for a win. Plus 175 like for, when It was 180 win, to five win. Five points to lead a lap and then five points to win a race. It'd be 185 points max. Oh, okay. That's it. That's how it used to be. All right. Yeah, that's right. Gotcha. Yeah. So I am out of notes for this week. Oh, uh, Chuck. Did we talk about Chuck getting hit by the truck last week? I believe we didn't, did we? No, we should probably plug his. Let's reiterate that again. Yeah, so uh, truck and Lana got hit by a truck. Yeah, our cousin of the podcast, Chuck McDonald. I believe we did mention it last week. I don't know if we did or not, uh, but but we're going to reiterate it anyway. But he was he and his girlfriend uh, Lana were involved in a hit and run incident while helping somebody on the side of the road. Yeah, Chuck was changing an alternator. He was under the hood. Lana was halfway inside of the vehicle, and then it got struck by a truck. I believe uh, Chuck was in in under the hood, and she was off to the side because he yeah got, he, he he was halfway whacked. inside of the of the passenger side of the, of the car, yeah. and then they got whacked at about forty five miles an hour. Yeah, and Chuck Oof. went flying in the air and ended up landing underneath the truck, uh, Lana's truck. Lana ended up under the car and lots of injuries. Yeah, he Lots looks like he looks like absolute hell, complete road it's, rash. It's a little bit of an improvement, only because he's going to be all right. But yeah, I have a GoFundMe set up on my uh, Instagram. I believe Phil retweeted it as well. Uh, not my not my Instagram, my Twitter. I'm sorry. He's going to be out of work for a while. Yeah, That's he's a bad one. really beat up. Looks like broken nose, busted up face, road rash everywhere. He's walking with a cane right now. So uh, go check out our Twitter pages, Brent Gleason at Brent Gleason zero one. Uh, check me out on Facebook if you're friends with me. Go check that out. Uh, Phil retweeted it, so if you follow him at P Jake's Racing, he'll have it on there as well. So if you're interested in helping them out, 
Uh, also, as a last thing I want to mention, don't forget to get your Enlero Photo Calendar Scholarship Draw uh, photo album thing calendar things <laughs> whatever it is i'm out of it here i enter my name i have two benadryl in me leave me alone uh and yeah you can enter your favorite driver at a chance at a racing scholarship next year yep and the favorite driver should either be phil jakes or brent gleason and you get can, them in you there. can add jesse if you want yeah whatever if it's me i'm running 20 races next year stop adding cup drivers and tour racers they already have money it's supposed to be a life changing sponsorship stop it Put our name scholarship. Scholar, scholarship. I saw Scholarship in there too. Now, really? Yeah, I'm like, why the hell is he in there? Guy's literally the leading candidate getting money from NASCAR D4D. It's like, come on, guys. Seriously, he doesn't need it. He's got help already. That'll yeah, buy him one got, ride. He's got big sponsors behind him already. He can drive a freaking car. Yeah, he's already got enough. Help. Like he's gonna earn the money himself. He, Any he, one of those guys win talent. it. I'm buying a T-shirt from their race team and burning it. <laughs> I just won't buy another. I'll set it on fire or I'll use this toilet paper. If anyway. Ryan Priest wins it, I, I I don't think he'll hold on to it. I think he'll gift it back to uh, a racer. I'm sure he would. I just, I just feel like that would be a Ryan Priest move. So feel free to get your calendars at EnlaroPhoto.com. You give it back to stupid charity. At Ryan, give it to me. It. Trying to give the damn address out. Yeah, you? well, we're waiting. I mean, if he, if, if he gives it to a stupid charity... You know, like cancer research or, or They're just going to waste it. They're just going to waste it on stuff anyway. They already have the cure for cancer. They They'll put 9500 bucks of it in their pocket. Yeah. That's pretty much what they do. A bunch of garbage. <laughs> anyway, you can find those at enlarophoto.com for your sponsor scholarship draw. All right, that's the end of the show for this week. And next week, we're going to be back with the our boy? finale for the awards show. I hope we come up with some really interesting stuff, and we'll probably BS for oh, it's gonna be great. absolutely no, with nothing. We for, got awesome categories. Oh, yeah, we got awesome stuff coming up for that, hopefully. So uh, you can find this podcast on every major put. <laughs> You can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find us on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast. Wait for your cue, boy. Yeah, you need to be cued, boy. Professionalism, Quiet. boy. Anyway, Professionalism. you can find this podcast on every major podcast Stop. platform. You can find it on Instagram Stop. at Making Laps Podcast. Stop it. Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can find it on YouTube.com slash Sid's View. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrentGleason01. You can find Phil at... At P. Jakes Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find Jesse working hard somewhere in a box truck. 60 hours a week. And, uh, okay, so... A-holes, go to the store. All right, boy. No. Stop, stop eating candy and stop touching the board. I need you to close the show out very nicely, please. This is the end of the season. Please do it nicely. Keep the dirt stay down, stay out of the fence. Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate it. Take him away.